Am I saying yes out of fear of what they are going to think of me? Am I saying yes out of fear of, you know, or am I saying yes because, wow, I really, I really want to help them. In this episode, we will talk about finding yourself in the good enough, handling struggles of your her first newborn, and also dealing with someone who was very condescending. We'll dive right into Chelsea Hansen's courageous story, where she took a step back and started evaluating herself and knowing that whatever she is doing is good enough for her and doesn't need any other permission. So be sure to listen in for all the details. Hello, my wonderful beasties. It's Tina, your host. Welcome to The Courageous Inner Beast, the place where you get charged up with courage by calling in your inner beast. Today, we have Chelsea Hansen. Hi, Chelsea, and please introduce yourself. Hi, Tina. I'm so excited to be with you again. Thank you so much for allowing me to come on my show. Um, I am Chelsea Hansen. I am the host of the podcast called Beyond the Picket Fence. And Tina actually interviewed to be on my show. I'm still working on editing it. But um, after meeting her, we just totally hit it off and she welcomed me onto her show. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I mean, like, yeah, during your, when I was guest on your podcast, like I had so much fun. I loved it. And I was just like, <laughs> I know. I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I need need her to be on mine now too. (laughs) Um, So what is so on my podcast? So it's what is your one courageous story that you would like to share with us? Sure. So um, as you know, I'm a podcaster, but um, I also am a wife and a mother. And I thought my story would be one thing Um, coming on here. And coming on podcasts, I usually, my story kind of starts um, with my son who had was born with a heart defect. And that has kind of been my story on other podcasts for a few years. Um, and I was thinking that would be my story here because it, it, it's, it does take a lot of courage uh, to be a mother of a child with a heart defect. We call ourselves, well, we call them heart warriors. And then we call ourselves like heart warrior moms and heart warrior families. Um, but as I was thinking more and more, and especially after my interview with you on my show, Um, it kind of opened my eyes to something more courageous that my life has morphed into so let me just kind of take you back (laughs) wait so what what, like how did it how did it i guess open that up yeah so i well i had a pretty normal growing up life um pretty white picket fence-ish my parents love each other they're still together not a lot of trauma Um, So I would say my first run-in with trauma was actually having my son um, born with a heart defect. It was okay for a while. And then after his first heart surgery, when he was four months old, he Uh, coded. 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 Wait, what does that that mean? It means he went into cardiac arrest and all of his vital lines dropped and they had to do CPR. It's like code blue. They're dead. It was awful. (laughs) I'm laughing because... I, yes. that's my new coping mechanism <laughs> <laughs> i understand um and i've done a lot of therapy and now i can tell the story without crying but yeah so that was the most trauma i had ever faced um and it kind of spun me from this you know quote unquote perfect little person mm-hmm. who hadn't faced anything hard learning that i i was i was trying to force myself to be positive it was coming face to face with this for years when I was upset at myself for being sad. I was upset at myself for not getting over it. I was upset at myself for not being as faithful 
Um, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and, you know, everyone seems to go through their trials faithfully with faith and saying like, oh, God has a plan, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't feel that way at all. I was like, this sucks. Why did God do this to me? Mm -hmm. I was not graceful about it for a long time. And I like spun into depression. So since then, I have gone to a lot of therapy. I've tried lots of different depression medications. um, And it all kind of boiled down to me having to realize that like it's actually okay and normal to feel negative emotion. It's actually healthy. Like you should be sad about your child dying in front of you for 36 minutes. That's actually yeah. an okay thing. 36 minutes? <laughs> yeah, it was What the heck? Yeah, so the the oh quick story God. of that was he was out of his first surgery. Um we had gone home, we had gone um, home for the night, we came back and they his everything was looking better. So they were getting ready to extubate him. So they're going to take his breathing tube out. And mm-hmm. as they were lowering his sedation, so he would breathe on his own to extubate him, um, they it's wiggled the, the tube. So the- you know when someone has a tube breathing for them? Yeah. Uh, they have to take that tube out at oh. some point. So that's called like extubate. So it means like mm-hmm. taking the breathing tube out. Got it. Um, but apparently when his sedation lowered, his pulmonary mm. that his pulmonary artery freaked out um, and it clamped shut and he went into cardiac arrest. And so the door swung open and all the doctors rushed in. I mean, my husband was sitting there and he was like blue. They were doing CPR for 36 minutes. The, the guy with the um, echocardiogram was saying, you know, no heart activity, no cardiac, no cardiac activity. And then they would keep going. Then they would say like push epi and then they would do CPR and then they would switch because they would get tired. And it was like the most surreal moment of my life. And that is four and he's four months old. Yeah. He's just a little baby. Oh my goodness. Wait, and then, is, wait, it's four months. Oh, four months like prior pregnancy. Like, he no, like I had him. Okay. And then he was four months. And then he was four months out of the womb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah four so, months though. Yeah. Little baby. It was so crazy. So crazy. And, and then I, you know, had the whole couple months that so he was in the hospital for, from October to December, end of December. So we spent all the holidays in the hospital. Um, when he got sent home, he was still on hard drugs. So he had to wean off the hard drugs. So he was like a drug baby. So he was like crying all the time. He had a feeding tube in his nose. He's had three heart surgeries altogether. He has a pacemaker. Like, oh my, pretty stressful. Oh, I was like, oh, I can't. Yeah, it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through, and it definitely has changed me and made me have to actually face myself, which has actually been really difficult and really rewarding at the same time. Yeah. Um. So talking to you, you had mentioned like. You had to stop people pleasing and and start you know being courageous to do the things you wanted to do and i just you know after admitting to myself i had anxiety and depression and then going and trying to find the right medicine going to all the therapies um i just all i just realized that i've always had this idea in my head that i have to be like this really super extraordinary amazing person and i think what I feel courageous about lately is being courageous enough to let it go and to let good enough be good enough. Yeah. And that's really hard. <laughs> oh, I know. Like I remember like in the very beginning, you were saying like that it's okay to have negative emotions and that sometimes 
Yeah. You're you're good enough to whatever you're at, you are currently at. You don't always have to be extraordinary, amazing. Be mm-hmm. like, yeah. You know, just something just like you. Yes. And you really inspired me during your interview. Because um, is it true? You said like you went to school for like psychology and now you walk dogs. Yes. I do. I was like, yeah, like that's this, so courageous, right? And I still have people around me, kind of. They don't directly tell me, but they look at me as like, so you you went counseling because I had I went to counseling for psychology, and then I walk dogs and I play with cats. I love it so much. It's and you're so-, so happy, and like that's enough. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm so I I'm kind of sick of this culture of like get a life coach and a therapist and make sure you're every day you're scheduling it to fit the most in. And, and yeah. I am like kind of taking a break from that. Like I've only ever read self-help books and now I just started reading romance novels and I'm like, I'm just going to read books for fun and I'm going to yeah. watch Netflix when I want to watch Netflix and edit my podcast when I want to edit my podcast. And like, I think that these weird rules of society of like go to school graduate go to college get married have a house and a dog and kids and have a career and be the perfect mom and have your house clean and i just think all these societal rules are just starting to weigh on me and i'm starting to fight back and be like nope i'm just going to have dishes in my sink and sit and watch a movie that and that feels extraordinary today like i'm trying to see extraordinary in the little moments because we really only have one life and the moment that is passing is passing and we don't get that moment back mm-hmm. and for someone with anxiety and like pre or self-diagnosed adhd i'm like that's so hard for me just to sit on the couch like when i'm sitting on the couch i'm not sitting on the couch i'm thinking of seven billion things and i'm trying so hard to just sit on the couch and like celebrate just sitting on the couch does that make sense like i feel yeah. like a little bit rebellious like we need to start pushing back on this oh yeah like it's 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 like your bot your your conditioned body is telling you it's like what are you doing this is not who you are you're not supposed to do this just be up and going all the time go getting everything and then do this and this and this but maybe you just want to sit on the couch and just rest yeah do anything you know yeah so that's what my i feel like just recently lately um like the past week I've had really low anxiety because I started just reading romance novels, which is amazing way to like calm your brain and to stop thinking. Hell yeah. I love just like flipping pages, reading some fake story that doesn't matter. That's not going to like change your life. Because when you read Mm -hmm. self-help books, it's like stressful because you're like, I got to fix this. I got to fix that. Okay, I got to do that. You need to apply it. And like, you don't apply it. It's like, why the hell did you read this book? And then you need to apply it. (laughs) But And I think all of that stuff probably has its place, but not for me right now because it was working against me, making me a worse person because I was so freaking stressed out that I couldn't like sit and enjoy my kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like being courageous by by doing nothing because it's against what I think I should be doing. Mm -hmm. But I finally am feeling peaceful if that makes any sense no it definitely makes sense of like what you find peace and calmness in your world Mm -hmm. that makes sense for you Mm -hmm. and now things are just coming to me like i have been stressed for you know my podcast is almost two years old i guess (gasps) one and a half years old and i've been so stressed like like i had to get off social media because i can i compare myself way too much 
I see everyone else's successful things mm-hmm. and I'm just so stressed. And I'm like, how am I going to have a successful podcast if I can't be on social media? And then since I've been calm and off of social media for like a month now and reading my novels and like relaxing a little bit, I just applied to be, I don't know if you know what the app Marco Polo is. Do you know oh, what that no, is? I've never heard of it. No. What's okay. That? It's, you should get it. It's really fun. It's like a video app where it's like Snapchat, but they don't erase and they can be as long as you want. And you don't have to have filters, but it's like, it's basically like a walkie talkie, except for with a phone, I mean, with video. So you can talk to your friend and then whenever they have time, they can watch the video and then respond. So you don't have to be like on FaceTime all the time, but you're still talking like face to face. So it's one of my most favorite apps. Yeah. I'll send you an invite. (laughs) I'm curious. So so you're saying it's kind of like you're recording yourself like FaceTime, but then you can send it versus like a real time if you yeah know. so it's like texting but videos like oh. you have a conversation so it's more actual like human connection you know what i mean mm, yes it's some it's basically a messaging app but they were looking for ambassadors and so i just randomly was like i'll just try to apply and i just got accepted and so like now that i'm relaxed things are happening for me does that make sense so i'm like yeah. i don't know i just yeah. i just yeah. have been pushing this message for two years of like so my podcast is all about um it's called beyond the picket fence so the picket fence is like the perfect the idea of perfection you have to have the clean house and the picket fence and the dog and everyone's happy and life is perfect la 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 and i just real i just want people to realize no one's life is perfect so i tell people stories um to go beyond that picket fence and to hear what's really going on so we can be kind to each other because you never know what's going on behind the scenes in someone's lives because most people are going through something really difficult so we need to be kind so i've been pushing this message for like a year and then i'm like i'm telling all these people to be kind to themselves and to be kind to each other i could be kind to other people every day so easy to myself not so much. So how can I be telling people to be kind, you know, to themselves and to others and give themselves grace? And then I wasn't doing it for myself. So this like past month and a half, I'm like, it's all about me. And I'm going to chill myself out, give myself grace and do my best and just let it be enough. No. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean no. Yes. I mean, like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Mm, yeah like definitely because like you said earlier you even saying when you were you when you gave yourself space to just feel peace and calm things came to you like when you apply for them being an ambassador was because you're in a good space and then now you have the energy to do something for yourself mm-hmm. and also if you don't want to do it that's okay too you know it's mm-hmm. you get to choose because you're honoring yourself and that's like Yes. And I've been doing this thing that my mom, my mom wrote a book called What Sparked the Change in Me or something like that. Her name is Deborah Thomas. What Sparked the Change? I think that's what it's called. Um, And she talks about her way of connecting with her intuition, which we're religious, so we call it God. But I understand that not everyone is, and that's totally fine. So whatever you think your intuition or your spirituality is, um, hopefully you can think of how to use this for yourself. But she calls it prayer notes. So um, you say a prayer or you meditate. And then you just write down every, all the words you hear in your head. And so I have been doing this almost every day for like three weeks. And the messages that come to you are so like, it's been so peaceful to just pray 
and then let the messages come directly to me. And when you hear from your intuition, like your what's inside of you, which I believe is God, but some people don't. So if, if it's your intuition, whatever it is to you, if you listen to your inner voice, it will guide you to what you need. And that has been what I have been doing the last month since I got off social media. And I feel like I was guided, like, you need to take these certain vitamins. And then I started taking those vitamins and now I feel so much better and I don't have all those spiraling depressive thoughts. And then I ha hear the message like, you're good enough. Let today just be. And so I'm like, okay. And so like these messages that are inside of you will come to you if you just give space and time to listen to your inner voice and let it guide you. Like if scheduling is what your body needs and what your heart and your soul needs, your voice will tell you that. But scheduling was making me hate myself and feel like I'm the worst human that ever existed in the world because I couldn't keep to my freaking schedule. I rescheduled this interview like six times. <laughs> so I think if we can just, one, learn to listen to our intuition, two, give ourselves grace, mm -hmm. and three, let good enough be good enough and stop trying to be whoever everyone else thinks we should be and start figuring out who the heck we want to be. <laughs> yeah oh i love that you know i mean well, i have no words i had no words right now i'm just like bam well, we're done. you were <laughs> my but i i did want to if we have time i wanted to talk because remember at the um end of my episode we were talking like okay so how do we balance that because i do want to still serve others and be kind yeah. um but not to the point where it's hurting myself you know when you're saying yes 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 to everything so i was wondering if we could discuss that how we were discussing it like like how yeah, do we definitely. balance how do we balance that oh that's i honestly it's hard oh, it's hard because like you have to like when you're when you're up with the decision at least with my experience when you're up on decision of asking yourself the question like checking in i think that's what it is like just checking like ask yourself like tina or chelsea how are you feeling right now? Do you want to say yes to this person? Do you have the energy? Do you have, you know, or just ask yourself questions. Like, how are you mm -hmm. feeling right now? And you're, like you said, your, your intuition will tell you how you feel. Your intuition will tell you, not today. Mm -hmm. I, I've been, I, I'm depleted right now or I'm close to depleting. I think you should never reach to the point when you're like 100% almost like, you know, when you're, not 100% when you're almost to a zero percent I think that's like you should I think you've gone ask, too far yeah that's too far already maybe when you're in your 50% maybe 45 30 percent you should recheck and say okay I can't right mm -hmm. now and so but yeah honestly at the same time it's depending on people too because if you say no to them I mean it's not on you you know it's not on you if they say no yeah. and at the same time you're like okay that takes like emotional intelligence to be able like if someone says no to you or like if you say no to someone else you yep. have to be okay with them being super upset at you if yeah. like like they get they're allowed they're allowed to have their feelings and that's really scary <laughs> yeah. it is also like you're like as a recovering people pleaser it's not my responsibility mm -hmm. I, get so, I, get so resp I feel so responsible sometimes you know and mm -hmm. yeah i don't know and that's on them and it's yep. and i think that also, I I often wonder, like, why are you saying yes? Mm -hmm. And I've been stopping and thinking, am I saying yes out of fear of what they are going to think of me? Am I saying yes out of fear of, you know, or am I saying yes because 
wow, I really, I really want to help them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and it's hard. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It's hard, especially if, if also it's what's also very hard is like when it's become a pattern for so long, not mm -hmm. with you, but with a certain person in your life. And when you're finally about to break it, break that cycle, you're wondering, did I, did I do this right? Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Or. And if you don't, you almost feel like guilty, like sh not guilty or shame. I don't know what I'm feeling, but like when you do something, when you do something, even though you didn't want to do it, you yeah. feel like you betrayed yourself, like inside you can feel it. Like you feel like, ugh, I wasn't myself there. Yeah. Was there so like again, a situation? Was there a situation where you felt like you betrayed yourself? And yes. Yes. I hope this doesn't get out, but I am all about being vulnerable. And I was at dinner with a coworker to celebrate our kids' birthdays. And we got in a disagreement about if the waitress deserved a tip or not. Mm -hmm. And this person was being, I don't even know the words. I do respect and this person I like respect this person and I don't want to shame their name anywhere but at the end of the dinner um I asked the waitress to split the check and she said no because she already put it together and so my friend offered to pay the check and they knew that I wanted to leave a tip and I knew that they didn't want to leave a tip and so they paid the bill handed me the thing and then made me choose if we were tipping or not and I know how much this person makes for a living and I know that they didn't want to tip and I didn't want to use their hard-earned money on something they didn't want. Yeah. So I clicked no tip because I was afraid of how they were going to react. And I wish I would have clicked tip because I was trying to be nice to my friend instead of do what I wanted to and be kind to the waitress because she wasn't the best waitress in the whole entire world. But I believe, I don't know what she's going, I don't know what's going on in her life. Yes. And she did serve us. Maybe instead of a 20% tip, I'll do a 10% tip. And so I almost, I felt so sick for like a week and I almost like went to the bank and came back and brought her money because I didn't because I didn't have time, but I just still feel so sick. Like, how did I let that person control me so much and make me so uncomfortable to where yeah. I didn't leave a tip when I really wanted to? Yeah. It was so frustrating. And so then I had to open up to that person and I messaged them and I just said, I think that was really disrespectful and I'm really mad at you. I, I wasn't true to myself because I was afraid of you and you're always trying to tell me you know, I have so much potential and I was like, and that hurt my feelings because I don't have potential. I am, but I am good already. Yes. And that felt really powerful yeah. <laughs> and like, scary. Are you saying like, you're, you're pretty much saying I am good enough already. Like yes. there's no potential. Yes. And it was rude being... of you to hand me the tip thing. Like you were paying, you manage it. And they were like, well, if Wait, someone's why, giving you. Why, why did they give it? Why did they give it to you? Because. They thought they were being kind to offer me the option to tip or not but it, to me it was really rude like yeah, wasn't that rude it's weird it's like it was weird it, it definitely felt icky and i hated the whole situation and i haven't talked to that person that much since because now i'm putting my boundary of okay if i can't be myself and they are always being mean to me or being irritated to me about being such a kind person i let everyone walk all over me blah 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 when i'm being kind i feel good about it yeah. Except for when I was being kind to him because yep. I was being kind to him because I wanted him to like me and then I was rude to the girl and I should have been mean to him and nice to the girl. I should have tipped like 30%. <laughs> Whatever you chose, right? But then it was still, it was still pretty, well, I mean, 
Overall, it was a weird. The whole thing was weird. Yeah, but I mean, I can understand like like betraying yourself and just not being true to you, what you wanted to do in that in that moment. Yeah. So and yeah, and I don't. I I always think kindness is free, and I all I try really hard to choose kindness unless someone um is just like unless someone crosses that boundary and is rude to me. So I was rude to this person back because I felt, yes, you know. Not yeah. that you should be rude to people, but I had to stand up for myself to make myself feel better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I understand that feeling. It's who wouldn't? I would too. Like someone, yeah, if someone does that. I was like, uh, why are you giving me the option to do that? You pay. Yeah, if I was, if I was confident in myself and had my own back, I would have pushed it back and said, "You're don't be ridiculous. Like, take care." It of the felt like it was a. It felt like a condescending move that they did of like. Yeah, well, and also, like, is this person, your coworker like, higher up than you? Or, like, you got to say. And I don't work there anymore. You work anymore. Yeah, it felt like a, a condescending thing. It's like, oh, okay, here you go. But in, in their mind, it was like, if someone's giving you the opportunity to tip. So maybe he was thinking, I don't want to tip, but I want to give you the option to because you're so uncomfortable. But to me, it felt like. Oh, I was, it yeah. was just a whole uncomfortable situation yeah. where I wasn't myself because of the weird emotions and I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I thought I'd rather hurt the waitress's feeling than hurt his feelings because he knows me and I, I'm worried about what he thinks of me instead of doing what I believed was right. Yeah. So yeah. there's an example, a recent example. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Weirdest and, story ever, right? Yeah, it is. And then thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. I really do. I PJ tried to say they, them. Yeah, I mean. But it wasn't that easy. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. No worries on that. <laughs> See, even now I'm still trying to protect a person that was not super kind. But because it was my it was my lens that he wasn't kind, right? Like in his lens, maybe he was being kind. Yeah. But then that may just I mean you two just don't mesh. Yeah. So I really think. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. I don't have I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. I just, I'm here. I was just going to say, like, I really just think we have to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves mm -hmm. to be perfect, period. And yeah. just start letting ourselves just be yeah. someone that we can be proud of, but not for the sake of, you know, credit from anyone else or, or to reach a certain societal standard or like, like just be a dog walker and enjoy your yeah. life. Yeah, I love it. And I also like it makes sense too when you were saying about being perfect. All oh, I struggle with being perfect all the time. Like even though I'm a dog walker now, I love it. There's still moments in my mind I'm like, oh, I should be doing this. Oh, I should be doing that. Look mm -hmm. at everyone, especially getting influenced. Like you were saying a lot earlier about being on social media. Oh, I'm so highly influenced. Well, everyone is honestly mm -hmm. of like, oh, I should be doing this. Look at that. They did this. They did that. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, but. I enjoy it, but also like, yeah, we can just be. You don't have and, to be perfect. And we always say like we want people to be vulnerable. We want people to be themselves. You know, we want people to be raw. But if you're not like an amazing business owner, influencer, perfect person, or like a crazy, silly, freaking, I don't know, crazy, silly person, if you fall in the middle on Instagram, you don't get followers easily. Nope. But like the middle is where we like most of us are in the middle. Why are we trying to be the influencer or to be the hilarious com comedian? Like 
it's the middle people, all those middle people with like a hundred to a thousand subscribers is where most people are at because we're just normal. Like I was so frustrated when I was on Instagram trying to grow my podcast and I would post funny videos and no one responds. Or if I'm just like venting or something and I'm like, no one likes this stuff because it's not likable online, but it's yeah. more realistic, if that makes sense. And like you will always get realness with me because I, I can't figure out how to be fake and I can't figure out how to be trending. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you enjoy making those content, right? So like, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, and that's but when no one responds, then I am so sad and not enjoying it. And I'm like, why? Why am I not proud of it? Because I like it and it's funny and that's what I should focus on. Yeah. Versus like trying to be. Yeah. Figuring out the right thing to do to get the followers. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. I'm done. I'm done trying to figure out how to get the followers and I'm ready to just be me. Actually, I had yeah. to get off social media for a while, so I haven't gone back on yet. Because oh, maybe no. I haven't figured out how to be myself on Instagram because I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Like, honestly, I feel like it's a warp being on social media. Sometimes I just want to, I don't have, I don't even have Instagram on my phone because yeah, I took it how, that's how warped I'm in with it. And so when I'm out and about, I don't, I forget. But it's like whoever messaged me is like, oh, I didn't see your text until now. I only see like phone texts, for example. Mm -hmm. But yeah, on social media, I have no social medias on my phone because I know how heavily influenced it is. But then of course, like it changes when I'm on my computer or something. There's on, I can go on there. But mm -hmm. if I'm out. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I had to stop scrolling because yeah. it made me not like myself. And I actually am pretty cool. Yeah. Like when I turned off social media and I stopped listening to everyone else, and I stopped reading, um, you know, the self-help books. I'm like, oh, what is what is left after all of that? It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty cool, just like this in my yeah. closet. Yeah, <laughs> no great lighting. <laughs> Late. It's okay. It is. Oh, yeah. It's when when I don't have it on there too. I just like turn it on. I was like, oh, I enjoy. I walk and enjoy like smelling the roses and just enjoying what I'm doing walking versus just like walking and walking and looking at my phone mm -hmm. while I'm walking. And taking a picture, seeing the world yes. through the screen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I've seen that so many of that. I get so angry. I get really angry when I go to concerts. I see all these people with their phones out and recording the whole, the whole damn concert. And I'm just like, how? Okay. Oh, I, there's no words. I just... Yeah. The downfall is, is that I don't have a ton of pictures at cool things because I'm always just there. I'll like snap one picture if I remember. Yeah. And then I put my phone away because I want to see it through my eyes. I don't want to yeah. see it through a screen. Me too. Me too. And that's, I learned that the hard way, like about 10 years ago, I went, I went to New York for the first time and I, it was like a four, three, three day trip. I took over 900 photos and to this day, I still haven't looked at any of them. And so that taught me, I was like, you know what? It's time to enjoy the present mm -hmm. present moment and just be where I'm at. Yes. I went I to I went to um Disney World with my sisters for my 30th birthday in June. And I promised myself, like, I had been waiting for this trip forever. Cause whenever one of us turns 30, we go on a birthday trip. And I think I took maybe 10 pictures of my own. And I just they took a ton of pictures. But I decided I was not going to see Disney World through my screen. And it was but I still do go, I go look at all my sister's pictures because it's like <laughs> yeah. reliving it every day. <laughs> but I'm grateful they took pictures. So thanks yes. for the sacrifice, sisters. <laughs> but I saw it all with my eyes. Yes. Oh. I'm glad. Like, I'm glad that, you know, you decided to do 
like chose to put down social media or just your phone for the time being and just be there for you and enjoying yourself. And so this one kind of ending, what is your one takeaway that you would like to share with us? And just overall, just thank you so much for sharing with everything in our conversation. So amazing. I know I we're going to have to like link them together. I haven't edited yet. I do pretty heavily edit heavy editing. So it's going to be a while till yours comes out. But that's totally fine. Um, we'll have to link them together somehow because the conversations <laughs> really align. Um, overall, I would say it's okay to feel your emotions and that good enough is good enough. C's get degrees. Like, let's stop aiming for extraordinary perfection and just find the beautifulness and how we are, what we are now. That's so amazing. I love that. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Thank you. I have to stand up. Look at my shirt. Beautifully flawed. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. It is. Thank you so much for letting me be on your show and just let's stay connected because I freaking, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too, Chelsea. We're conversation. I mean, our personalities and also like just how we vibe. It's amazing. So it's fun. Okay, I'm going to, I'll send you my phone number. We'll be friends. Yes, definitely. Um, so well, thank you for just, thank you for being here. And thank you everyone for listening. And if you enjoy our podcast, if you enjoy our conversation, please review wherever you're listening and look out for new episodes every Tuesday on the Courageous Inner Beast. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to know more about Chelsea Hansen, Please in the show notes for more information and for the links.